know the why human trafficking work is needed to fight for the freedom of modern day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time, and be about the work of saving lives. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation. Tis the season, so happy holidays. And whether you're listening to this podcast before the holidays or after the holidays, I have three gifts for you. And before I give you the gifts, I want to tell you why the gifts are important. Because they're the gifts that keep on giving. So I'll give it to you. You pass it on and so forth to all the people that you believe needs to receive the gift. You ready? The first one for 2020 Here's your first gift. When you're around a group of people with power, more power than you have, speak up. It's critically important that you speak up for yourself and for all the people that will never get a chance to be in that room and be able to speak up. When you're in a room around people with less power than you have, shut up and listen. They have valuable information to share. And yes, you can take over and dominate the room, but this is the time for you to be quiet, sit back, be humble, and listen. Second gift. In 2020, we're going to share the gift of truth. There are a lot of myths going on around human trafficking out there. We have society terrified that their children or themselves are gonna get snatched by these people that drive around in white vans. Have you heard of this one? People there, it's all organized and all these white vans are driving around and they're snatching people into their vans or people are slipping notes into pizza boxes and then you're being trafficked or they're, they're zapping your phone and when you click on it, then they know your location and they come and traffic you or they tie these zip ties to your bumper and when you get out and go in the back of your car to cut it off, they snatch you. Or at the latest, someone lays in the middle of the road and when you stop and get out, they snatch you. This is beyond ridiculous and it's gotta stop. (laughs) So stop people, help people stop perpetuating this ridiculousness. Now, It's not to say that people don't get snatched. You know, maybe 5% of the time people do get snatched and placed into sex or labor trafficking. But most of the time, it's about manipulation. I wish it were as easy in some respects to snatch people into trafficking because that would mean that those people indeed want to escape and maybe even try to escape when they get a chance. But unfortunately, trafficking is a lot more um, diabolical, complicated than just snatching people off the streets. 
And these pictures of kids with tape over their mouths and chains around their wrists, um, stop it. Because what that actually does is that sends the wrong message to young people out there. When they see those pictures, they say to themselves, well, you know, my boyfriend, I'm doing air quotes, um, he doesn't chain me or put tape on my mouth. He sells me, he beats me, but I must not be a trafficking victim because I'm not chained to a bed. I don't have tape over my mouth. I'm not afraid 24 seven. So I must not be a victim of trafficking. And so the first thing we have to do is do no harm. Don't put messages out there that talk about a very small percentage. And I'm not going to say it never happens, but those things you see on the national news, they're choosing those stories because those stories have been, are so sensationalized. It's the, it's a sliver of what sex and labor trafficking actually is. And so as we are become advocates or, or be our best advocate selves, we have to get out there and share the truth. And here's the truth. Traffickers, particularly when we're talking about teens and sex trafficking, traffickers chain your heart. They chain your mind so that they don't have to chain your wrists and your legs. They don't have to put tape over your mouth. You're not going to say anything to anybody. In labor trafficking, small percentage may be chained. Larger percentage, their dreams are being chained. Their hope is being chained. And that's more complicated. So let's share the real message. When we talk about sex trafficking, it's all about the money. So as a sex trafficker, AKA pimp, if you remember the pimps of the seventies, same people, they're not driving around in white vans snatching people into these vans and forcing them into prostitution. Why is that? Because sex traffickers are interested in low risk, high yield. So if I snatch a kid off the street, Somebody is definitely looking for that kid. So now I have a hot product that I'm driving around with that I can only sell for a temporary amount of time. That is high risk, low yield. And remember, pimping or trafficking is all about the money and the power, but mostly about the money. So why would I engage in a high risk venture to make a low amount of money for a little bit of time? No, no. I want to manipulate a kid that's vulnerable and vulnerability means you may need a parent and I have someone step forward to act like a parent. Maybe you're 15 and you want someone to love you, a man, a boy to notice you, care about you. Then I'm going to step forward and I'm going to be that for you. Maybe you always wanted to hang out with the cool kids. And here comes an adult or an older kind of woman in her 20s. And she wants to hang out with you. And you feel special because you need that in your life. What is your vulnerability? And I'm going to try to connect with that vulnerability by sending someone who's going to befriend you perhaps um, and then introduce you to me if I'm the trafficker. So 
there's a lot of confusing messages. You know, Hollywood has sort of distorted trafficking. As you know, I have talked about the movie Taken and the young girl leaves the country to be trafficked. Well, actually the U.S. is one of the top five uh, purchasers of sexual services in the world. It's been written. So actually, technically, she would have been safer leaving the country. Um, Liam Neeson, uh, who was an American man, knows everything there is to know about trafficking, amazingly. He goes over around the world in different countries. He kicks ass, he takes names, he breaks all kinds of laws, but it's okay because it's in the name of right. This is the American story being told 50 different ways to Sunday. We've seen this story over and over. American man saves the day. American woman, not too clever. American daughter, weak, needs to be rescued. Uh, we can go in other countries and wreak havoc in the name of right. And of course, the Arabs did it. So this is the American story we love to tell over and over and over. But in actuality, the more female legislators we have uh, in the legislature in your state, the more likely they are to pass comprehensive human trafficking legislation. Thankfully, I know that because of Dr. Vanessa Boucher's research that actually identified that as such. So those myths, those Hollywood stories have distorted um, what sex trafficking is. So those kids most at risk are those kids that are runaways, have been homeless, involved in child protection, juvenile court, kids that may have educational difficulties. These are vulnerable kids, kids that have been molested or sexually assaulted. Those are the kids that are vulnerable at high risk. And it's not to say that, you know, kids who aren't vulnerable can be trafficked. They certainly can. But the percentage of kids who are not really vulnerable, who have a lot of protective factors, um, are less likely to be trafficked than kids who are vulnerable. And let me tell you what happens when we keep perpetuating these myths about snatching and grabbing, which actually indicates more about kidnapping than it does about trafficking. But when we do that, then legislators and people with, it, with power who can open doors and who have deep pockets, they hear those myths. They hear those caricatures of what trafficking really is, and they start to fund things that speak to those myths. And they start to protect kids and people and families who aren't really all that vulnerable. And then guess who's not protected? Right, exactly. And so the kids, the families, the neighborhoods, the people that really need the protections, the resources, people to come in and help, they don't, they don't receive that because it's going to the people and the families who really, really don't need it in the first place. And we call that institutionalized privilege. And so if we really want to be helpful... Whenever we have the chance, let's tell people the truth. I can't tell you how many, not a week goes by that somebody doesn't direct message me or one of my friends or somebody I know doesn't walk up to me and say, hey, 
I'm going to make sure that my granddaughter never gets snatched and, and get caught up in this trafficking. And I stop and I take the time to explain why it's less likely that someone will get snatched, but more likely that if your granddaughter is vulnerable and she's online, who is she talking to? What's she talking about? Who is she hanging around? Who are her new friends? Because if somebody's hanging around that's questionable, I know one thing about your granddaughter is she's vulnerable. So that's another disservice is we have people looking in the wrong places for things when they could be using their energies to look in the right places to see if their kids are at risk. So you heard of the streetlight effect. It occurs when people only search where it's easiest to look. So there's this joke. A policeman sees a drunk man searching for something under a streetlight and asks the drunk what he lost. And he says he lost his keys. So they both start looking under the streetlight together. But after a few minutes, the police officer asks if he's sure that he lost them here. And the drunk replies, no, he lost them in the park. But when the police officer asks him why he's searching there, the drunk replies, well, this is where the light is. So let's not go along with what the myth says, but let's actually be the truth tellers and educate people about how trafficking really happens. The third gift I want to give you, and this is actually tangible, is we just completed an HT risk, human trafficking risk assessment tool. We looked at 355 government and non-government reports, peer-reviewed articles, and put together this assessment tool to find out which young people are at risk and which young people are at low risk. So I guess low risk and higher risk. And we actually had 450 young people take the tool so that we could better analyze it. And myself and my friend James Andretta analyzed the tool. And when I say we analyzed the tool, I mean he analyzed the tool <laughs> because he is a statistical genius. And I was just trying to hang on to keep up with what the hell he was talking about. But together with what I know and his statistical skills, we put it in front of survivors, we vetted it through them, to, and we changed some of it based on what they said. Then we gave it to 450 young people. We analyzed it, pared it down. It's 15 questions. I'm going to give you that as a holiday gift along with the way to score it. And I know people sell these um, risk assessment tools all over the U.S. They put a lot of work into it, and so they want to be able to sell it. I want to give it away for free because I want you to be able to identify young people who may be at risk for sex trafficking or labor trafficking and get them into programs. So what I suggest is when you find young people at risk, do some preventive work. Get them involved in case management programs. Get them involved in more intensive, comprehensive programming. It could be um, programming where they have summer jobs, programming where they, 
they talk about personal issues and you start addressing those vulnerabilities right away. There are actually human trafficking focused prevention curricula out there. I'm gonna be talking more about that in 2020. But you can get young people involved in one of those curriculums. I'm a fan of a curriculum that is built for kids at risk as opposed to a curriculum built for a general population of youth. Because again, I think the message has gotten out there that any child can be trafficked. And what people have done is ignored the entire body of literature that tells you exactly who is at risk. And they've ignored that literature and they've designed a curricula just for any kid that goes to school, whether it's in the suburbs, a middle-class neighborhood, low-income neighborhood, um, without any concern about who is at risk and without designing it particularly for kids at risk. So I'm going to be talking about that more in 2020, how to identify curricula that has been designed with kids at risk in mind. In the meantime, I'm going to be sending out that HT risk assessment tool. It's easy for kids to take, 15 questions. The way to score it is included. I'm going to be emailing those out. If you haven't received it, please email me and I will send it to you. So my email is always Celia, C-E-L-I-A at Celia Williamson. Williamson is W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N dot com. And I'll send it to you. In 2020, this is my wish for you, that you make a list and you put on one side of the paper toxic people and one side of the paper nurturing people. Toxic people are the people that run your blood pressure up. They call you, they pester you, they're needy, they need everything from you. They remind you of all the mistakes you made in the past. They may be wearing the clothing of a nurturing person, but they're there to hurt you and wound you and make you feel bad about yourself. Again, reminding you of the mistakes you made in the past, telling you, why try? And they're not saying it in those words, but they're holding you back. You're spending a lot of energy, psychological, intellectual, spiritual energy on these fools that are toxic. They're basement people. They're dragging you down. Then there are nurturing people that hold you up, lift you up. They don't always tell you you're the most wonderful person they ever met. They challenge you. They inspire you. They don't always make it feel good, warm and fuzzy, but they believe in you. So in 2020, what I want you to do is write down who these toxic people are. Write down who these nurturing people are. And that's your assessment. Now your intervention is going to be to move those nurturing people close to you and distance those toxic people from you. Uh, but you say some of these toxic people are in your family. That's okay. You know, when people call me on the cell phone, for example, when the phone rings, that's just a suggestion. That doesn't mean I, I'm required to answer the phone or I'm required to spend time with you. What we're going to do in 2020 is we're going to choose freedom. We're going to choose 
to spend time with the people we want to spend time with because they're nurturing. And we are going to slowly begin to distance ourselves from these toxic people. You cannot be a great advocate if you go home to toxicity and you go out in the world and you fight toxicity. Because pretty soon you're overwhelmed by the toxic environments and then you become no good to anybody. So 2020 is about freedom. And what I want to challenge you to do is be free this year to love the things you want to love and spend time doing the things you love, to love who you want to love, to be free to stop doing what's making you crazy. Because again, it's your choice to do these things, to fulfill these roles that other people want you to fill. So stop choosing that. I want you to feel free to disagree. Feel free to pursue your dreams. Feel free to have your favorite television show and indulge in it. Feel free to work the job you really want. Feel free to go back to school despite what these people are saying. Feel free to tell the truth about who you are. Feel free to visit your family and feel free not to visit your family. That's okay. They will survive. They were broken when you got here. They'll probably be broken when you leave here. Feel free to keep company with those you want to spend time with. Feel free to no longer speak to those that hurt you. Feel free to pursue justice. Feel free not to have stigma bother you. Feel free to laugh and be silly. Feel free to remove those things and those people that criticize you. Feel free to get out from under those people that control you. Feel free to control your own body, your own thoughts. You can choose to be free from guilt. You can choose to be free from shame. You can accept your own reality. You can trust your own perceptions. Feel free to believe what you want and feel free by all to value your own worth. Let's not just do something. Let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.